0: One more time, Wednesday morning, 9 a.m., Pastor Stephen Joyce, Facebook and YouTube. Also, the Forge Ministry School is starting on Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Four-week classes will be live online beginning September 22nd. $40 per class. I'm going to run through the names of the classes real quick. Class number one is Evangelism, uh, September and October. Class number two is Healing and Healing Service, November and December Class number three is Wisdom in January, February. Class number four is Basics of Deliverance and the Demonic in March and April. To register for these ministry classes, you can go to countryfaith.org forward slash forge. All right, Dan, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to share with us this morning. Prepare your hearts to receive. Amen. Hello. I guess I'm on... We better pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name that your word is true. That it never fails. That it's everlasting. And Lord, we come to you relying on that promise that Jesus said wherever there are two or three gathered in my name, there I am in their midst. So Lord, we know your word is true. We know that you are here walking among us Lord minister to each heart help me to say the things that need to be said in Jesus name, amen anyways I was really diligent, I got 12 whole pages of notes and I thought they really looked good until this morning <laughs> I go, oh, that looks not so good But I'm going to kind of stumble along with them. There's like a preface I want to use before my introduction. Standards, absolutes. You know, in the world of philosophy, it appears, or academia, there's like this thing, well, there are no real moral absolutes. But in practicality, in life, there are. You absolutely will fall if you jump off a building. Unless there's a miracle, you will fall. If you're on a job site and um, someone yells at you, you're cutting the boards, and they say, hey, get me one three and a half feet, you know, three feet six inches and you say well you know what I think I'm pretty good at guessing and I'll just cut it and give it to him that doesn't go over too well in fact you might be wearing the board after the second or third time and the proverb might apply to you he who thinks by the inch and talks by the yard should be kicked by the foot (laughs) it doesn't work Pragmatically, it just doesn't work. God's word is called the holy, or it's called the scripture of can, or the canon of scripture. Now, that's not the kind of canon that you light off and explodes. Canon is actually a word that means read. I can still remember writing that back in the 70s. And read was used to measure. So all of our experience in life needs to measure up against the word of God. Okay. No deviation. It is an absolute. Now if you want to try to play a game and and circumvent that, it doesn't work. Life isn't happy. And we're going to talk about how to be happy today. Um, here's where it gets interesting. It's like a a watermelon, you're trying to hack into it. Psalms 1 is where we're going today. I don't know if the camera's on, it doesn't matter. We're just going to be in Psalms 1. Anyways, The other night, well, a couple weeks ago, I woke up between 2 and 3 in the morning, which isn't too uncommon, but not all the time, and I started to meditate on Psalms 1. And in that time of meditation, it was kind of between being asleep, being awake, and just concentrating on that song, I saw something that was very unique. There was like a picture that played out for me, a life event, that when I went to secular college, I saw the progression that the enemy had laid out for me to become an agnostic I was just in my 20's fortunately I got into Bible school and I had that foundation but I saw it I mean I saw it just as clear as day and I don't even know if I can convey it to you but I'm going to try okay so that's why we're at Psalms 1 also I will tell you this Prior to me going into secular college, when I was at Bible school, my last couple months was like, God, I need help. I don't know what I'm going to do. The only guidance I got was Psalms 1 and Joshua 1.8. Meditate on my word. So I was dutifully doing that. And later on, I mean, way, I'm 66 now. I mean, I was in my 20s then. All these years, I finally saw why. God will put stuff in you. You don't have a clue what's happening, but later on, you see why. And you go, wow. So, let's go ahead and read Psalms 1. It says, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he doth meditate day and night. He'll be like a tree that's planted by rivers of water that bringeth forth its fruit in season. His leaf does not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Notice verse six: For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the of the ungodly perish. Um, some people like to say this is the Psalm of Two Ways. I like to say the road to glory or the fool's highway. Okay, so starting out, the first step in being happy is well. He tells us he says blessed. Blessed means not just, if it's an abstract term, it's like happinesses. Not just one happiness, but several happinesses. And so I kind of dug a little bit more into that, and it's, um, it, can, it means pleasure, happy. Uh, the word, entomolo- the etymology of the word means um, level. So if any builders are in here, you're happy when things are level. They're not level, sometimes you're not happy or straight. So, happy, blessed is the man. And then, it is kind of, it is, not kind of, it is a Hebrew poem and it's got a certain structure to it and there's some word pictures in here. But it starts out with three things that the blessed man does not do, or woman and that is, and this is, this, this is the, the part that I saw that was so intriguing, and I'm going to attempt to share with you this morning. Um, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Okay, science has changed a lot, right? Since the 70s. I mean, we were still learning about plate tectonics. You know, you teach that in seventh grade now, I think. But I noticed there was this sequence that, that I, I saw as I was kind of halfway asleep. And it was this. Right away, right off the bat, we went right into evolution. Um, I took a lot of science classes and I think you were required to take like a general biology class. Evolution was like, bang, right there. And it wasn't taught as a theory. It was taught as an out-out fact. I mean, this is it. It is evolution. So... I can remember certain things like and like I'm saying, this is old science so a lot of it's been refuted. The Big Bang Theory, you know billions of years ago somehow things exploded. Boom. (laughs) You know. And out of this explosion, out of this chaos we don't even know what it exploded but out of this explosion, out of this chaos we have galaxies that were forming supposedly still are forming which they found out isn't happening Um, solar systems came about billions of years later the earth was cooling and you had this primordial, primordial, primordial slush on the ground lightning struck it and in that in that i know it sounds terrible but it's just i mean this is this was taught with you know with with eloquence and you know you had to believe this so lightning hits this this slush on the ground that's made up of polypeptides and amino acids and other building blocks of life and somehow we created an anaerobic bacteria Okay, that's the bacteria that lives without oxygen. Get blood poisoning from it. Maybe tetanus. Anyways, so this thing, billions of years later now, goes somehow, water's formed, and it goes into this water, and time marches on, and it mutates into a cell, some cells. Like I said, this is old science. Cells today, we find out, are really complex. And so you got this cell that's kind of, whatever it's doing, it's kind of like starting to multiply. And in life, we have life. All right, so it moves on. And throughout this whole point here, many of the professors were a little bit tentative. I mean, they, they sincerely believed it or acted like they did. But I remember one of them said, well, you know, it's kind of like loaded dice. Well, who loaded the dice? You know, it's just going to happen. Okay, <laughs> you got to get the grade. You got to remember, you got to memorize it. You got to regurgitate it. So... Um, it was like, this is the, this is the thing right here. Um, but the coup de grace, the big stamp of we got you, if you don't believe this is, look at all of the, the uh, layers, the, the fossil record, okay? We have, you know, all these different eras and within these eras we have specific fossils and it took millions of years for this to happen so you know you got Cro-Magnon man and you know these different periods and they found out Cro-Magnon man I think was a pig's jaw that some guy discovered and later on his deathbed said yeah it really didn't uh, you had these things, you know. But back then, that hadn't come out. And it was like, you got to believe this. So, memorized all of the, all of the eras, the periods. And um, fortunately, the Bible was my standard. Uh, you know, you feel a little bit intimidated... But I did. I felt very intimidated at that point. I, I mean, they didn't have the resources you have today. And it's like, oh, man, I, you know, I'm, what do I do? Well, I could go back to Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. Um, so that's what I, that's what I believe. I believed that but I also saw that if I hadn't believed that it left this huge gap in my life and so what do you do with this big gap I mean you have no moral compass if you don't have God sorry you just don't And I remember one of my ethics and education classes. My teacher was like an evangelist. When it came to humanism. Oh yeah. I mean we're like. We're humanists. We, we care about people. We're empathetic. So. Humanists don't believe in God. But. My conclusion is, and I probably won't state it, is you are God. You are, the, you are the, the master of your own fate, so to say. And I heard that humanists are good. My professor said they're good. I don't know of too many good human beings. Even the good ones kind of have their moments. We're basically sinners. Um, morality hinged on situation, situational ethics. There are no absolutes. Everything is relative to the time and time and the event that's occurring. So your experience provides, you know, what's going on. You don't have anything to measure it against. But you just have this experience, and you're basically good. And one of the uh, exercises that they loved, they just loved this one, and everyone got involved and argued and fought, was you got this lifeboat, all right? And you've got 12 seats in it, but you've got 14 people that have just came off this ship that's sinking, and we have all these different pieces of information about who should live and who should die, because two have to die, or else everyone dies, okay, so we're going through that, and um, you know, people would argue till they got red right in the face, and it was an exercise in relative, 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 I call it relativity, or the, it's the ethic of, of what's going on at the moment, and um, you know, it's just like, maybe the boat would hold 14. Maybe two of the stronger ones could hold on the side, and maybe God would send them along. I don't know. But no, two had to die. So a few years later, I'll give you another situation that, I mean, it's, it's been with me for a long time. Someone came up with another one. They said, there's an airplane, All right There's three parachutes. There's a pilot and three passengers. The plane is going down, and the pilot runs back and he and he grabs a parachute and he jumps out. So supposedly that leaves two parachutes and three people, right? Of these three people, one is a priest, okay, and one is a hippie, and the other one is the smartest man in the world. All right. so the smartest man in the world says, hey, he says, I got to live because I can contribute so much to mankind. And he bails out. And that leaves the priest and the hippie and the priest looks at the hippie and he goes, hey, he goes, uh, I'm older, I've lived my life, I'm ready to go. You take that last parachute. And then the hippie goes, oh man, don't sweat it. Smartest man in the world. He just took my knapsack. Laughter. And that's kind of what I felt about this whole exercise. It's like, ah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you got to realize that abortion was a super duper hot topic in the 70s, you know? Just it just just been uh, ratified in 73 and it was you know. So, I can remember specifically in this one class, the professor said, it is not a baby. I mean, all of these cells, you know, mutate, or not mutating, but, you know, dividing and creating this life back in the primordial goo. That was life, right? But baby inside this woman is not life. It is fetal tissue. Okay. So, if that fetal tissue is in, your, is in the way of your pleasure, your plans, and your pursuits, abortion is your right. Isn't it interesting that we can have life in goo, but we can't have life in a person? But you are the master of your destiny. You can choose whatever you want. That's the attack that I saw. And I like to call it the garden Party philosophy. I don't know. Probably going to date some of you. If you remember the song, I went to a garden party to reminisce with my old friends. It goes on. One of the hooks in the song is, you can't please everyone, so you gotta please yourself. And that's why I started calling humanism the garden party philosophy. Okay, You've got to realize something. This all makes total sense to the ungodly. What is the ungodly? The ungodly is the person without God. Their counsel and their wisdom is of the natural realm. Right? So the next step in this progression is, nor stands in the way of sinners. Sinners. Sinner in this context, if you go back and look at the words, means one who misses the mark. Hey, if you're ungodly and you're running from natural knowledge, human knowledge, or I don't know, cultural knowledge that you formed, you miss the mark. But to stand with someone means to agree with. Okay? you don't contest it. You say, oh yeah, I kind of, yeah. So you stand, I say you're standing in the congregation of the sinner. We agree with the young godly, that is who we want to spend our time with. And that becomes, you know, our posse, our group. Finally, our sits in the seat of the scornful So we go from receiving the knowledge, which is ungodly, to agreeing with it, to sitting in the seat of the scornful. The scornful to sit, you know, like in Ephesians, we know that it says that we're seated with Christ in heavenly places. It's a place of authority. The elders sat at the gates in Israel, and that was their place of authority. This then, finally, these truths become authority in our lives, and we mock or scorn anyone who challenges our ungodly belief system. For all intents and purposes, we are agnostic, maybe even atheists. We don't really know. Yeah, Okay, so... That's where, that's where we settle that's where we, that's, that becomes our authority um, and I don't know about you but I can say that I've lived long enough to encounter people like that they'll scorn they'll make faces at you they'll make fun of you they'll belittle you but you know what you have the truth and they hate the truth okay So, what do we need to do to be happy? Happy, happy. We don't do that. That makes us sad. It says, um, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he does meditate day and night. You got to get God's word into you. You got to get truth into you. Delight is kind of an abstract term. But we can say that it's something that means... If we go back and look at the etymology the of the word... It means a valuable thing. It's really valuable. Extremely valuable. When you were first in love... Infatuated. What did you think about? Not work. Nope. Don't think so. You thought about that person? Okay. Well... Same kind of context. But his delight is in the law. The law is the Torah, teaching, testimony, statures. Also, there's a word picture there. It has the flowing of water. The water finds its correct path, way to truth. Okay? So we could say his pleasures, his valuable thing, is the teaching of the Lord which flows the right way. Interesting thing about going the right way, Jesus said, I am the way. So you're, I was going to find Jesus at the end of it. And the early church was called the way. In fact, they used to have a Bible that said the way. Kind of cool. And on his law, he meditates day and night. Meditate, ponder, reflect are murmurs. The idea of water again is hidden in this text. The Eastern culture often pondered by the pond. Hence you get the word ponder, pond, ponder. No, when you ponder, the word is pond. Or they reflect by the reflecting pool. So, again, I've been thinking about this for a long time, so it's, you know, maybe I'm drawing some weird conclusions, but we could draw a word picture. By the pool I reflect on the teachings of the Lord, which, like a stream, run a true course to the truth. Reflecting, thinking, That train of thought is always moving kind of towards you, Jesus. You're the way. Day and night. Man, that's tough. Have you ever really worried about something? I mean, flat out took your gloves off and worried. You can worry day and night, night and day. Day and night, if we are worried about something, we can think about it day and night, so by God's grace we can rejoice, give thanks, speak God's word, meditate and pray day and night. Or, as Brother Lawrence said, we can practice the presence of God. So again, I'm going to put this in my own my own little the Dans version. The <laughs> Grand Dan's Translation, My pleasure, the most valuable thing in my life is the teaching of the Lord, which flows the correct direction to truth. On this value teaching, I will ponder, reflect, and speak to myself and others these wonderful things. In the night and throughout my busy day, I will take time to move back to this central, centered position. So we got the promise. You'll be like a tree planted by by rivers of water that bears its fruit in a season and its leaf does not wither in all that he does. He shall prosper. All right. He, okay, this tree is planted by God. You are the planting of the Lord and the concept isn't just a river river, it's a canal that's probably been dug, irrigated, so you're put down by this canal. And in due season, you're gonna bear fruit. And you're probably talking about a palm tree, so things are gonna come out of your life that are gonna bless those around you. And unlike other plants in the plant kingdom after you bear your fruit you're not going to die your leaf is not going to wither in the heat of the day or in the drought or any other time it's going to be vibrant and alive that's the promise in all that he does he will prosper and you know what prosperity is kind of nice It doesn't mean you're driving a Rolls Royce flying a plane now, it means that you're accomplishing those things that God has put in your heart to accomplish. And you know what? He's such a good God that he's not going to let you starve. He's not going to... I mean, God is more probably more abundant towards us than we even have a concept. He takes care of us. So he'll put a dream in your heart, and you'll see it come to pass as you put his word in, into play. And to me, prosperity always meant success. It doesn't mean if, doesn't mean, it's not any different if when I went to school, you know, getting super good grades or working on something, getting it done and having it done right or being able to pay bills. I mean, or maybe not having bills. That's the prosperity of the Lord. It's a, and it's not a one-time kind of deal the prosperity of the Lord sometimes takes a while but it takes off and it gradually moves and it doesn't go down it keeps on moving up and up and up that's the true prosperity of the Lord Um, I don't know if I really yeah okay so I said you will thrive when others fall some will say there is no way Oh, I think I missed something. I even wrote a poem, poem, kind (laughs) of. Okay. You will recover when others succumb. You will thrive when others fall. Some will say there is no way. You will know the way, for for he guides you and lives inside you. All that he does prospers and I looked at and we're just, we're, we'll get this thing wrapped up quick here therefore the godly shall not stand in judgment and I go what does that mean you're going to be judged the meaning is there's going to be no one to be their advocate there is no, no advocate for them they're on their own before God Nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. Sinners don't like to be around the righteous. You'll find that out. Family reunions, different times. You know what? You can't drink a beer with me. What's wrong with you? You know. (laughs) For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. The road to glory are the fool's highway. We'll close in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that your word is true. It's absolute truth. We thank you that you speak to us in the night seasons. Lord, we thank you that we don't ever have to be ashamed of what your your word says. That it is truth. And that we can bear that truth. And that we have your grace. We have your grace to meditate day and night. can't do it on our own but we can do it with your grace with your power thank you for the Holy Spirit who resides in us and gives us strength and quickens our bodies and our minds we pray these things in Jesus name amen so be blessed I don't know how to close this thing properly I never was good at it Uh, you're done (laughs) I guess if you want prayer yeah, water all over. Uh, yeah. I probably would have flunked homiletics class for that last one. <laughs> what I went from a better grade to a lower grade. Oh, mm. There's a meal today. <laughs> uh, Adam and Maria made it and uh, it should be really really good yeah praise the Lord